In today's show, we're looking back at the 11 games in the NBA for Monday, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we go. 11 games. Let's uh, crack straight in and, uh, and talk about the news. All right, that's good stuff. Damian Lillard, update, out for the next few games. I uh, talked about this on the Waiver Wire show earlier today, but if you didn't catch up with that show, here it is. I believe, not I believe, I have been told that the All-Star break is the target for Lillard. And after the All-Star break, he probably won't play. That's that's the update there. Whether I don't know why that is. Don't know if it's because he thinks he's going to play in the All-Star game or he wants to push for that amount of time um, or if that's a good recovery time to head into the next offseason. I don't know what it is, but this is what I've been told is the aim is to get to the All-Star break and then that's probably it for Lillard. So he is under no circumstance a buy low. He is a, if I can trade him for any sort of top 50 player, I'd probably do it. Understanding that that information might end up being incorrect and that Lillard might play through to the rest of the season. That is, this is obviously not 100% official happening definitely that he's done after the All-Star break. But I'm telling you what I've heard and what I know, and that the All-Star break appears to be the end, or could be the end, of Damian Lillard's season. Bear that in mind. DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, JaVale McGee are all still out for Thursday. So we're still getting Jalen Smith and... Bismack Biombo and Cam Johnson. Um, Desi Bain, doubtful for tomorrow, while Brooks and Melton are both questionable. So we're still not going to get to see them all play together. Tom Bryant is back in one to two weeks. Given my thoughts on that ad nauseum, I do not think that Tom Bryant is having a 12 or 14 team league impact this season. News on Zion, he's still rehabbing. He's away from the team, apparently uh, you know, with their permission. Well, you'd hope so. Um, everything about that still weird and really, really, really oddly. And the talk was still that, like, don't expect him back for weeks or maybe months. The chances of him playing this season, they get slimmer every single day. And there's no way he's back in January. Uh, there's no way he's back before the All-Star break, in my opinion. And I don't think if he's going to play, it's before March. But that's that's a guess. Uh, Johnny Collins looks like he'll be back Friday, along with Bogdan Bogdanovich. They're out of COVID protocols, but they're just getting their conditioning back. And then... Literally, in the last 30 seconds of the game today, Shams tweeted, oh yeah, uh, the Bucks are going to wave DeMarcus Cousins while the game was going on, basically. So Cousins put up some good numbers today. He'll be waived. The Bucks are getting their roster flexibility going. And I believe his guarantee date was coming up. We'll see where he lands. He wasn't a 12-team league guy. Probably not a 14-team league guy anyway. And I don't really see what team he's going to to produce that value moving forward. But you know, keep an eye to see where Cousins goes. But at the moment... 
DeMarcus Cousins does not have an NBA team. He will be getting waived. And I think that is the major news that is going on. Um, here we go. Just a, a quote, just as I'm recording this from uh, Woj, saying um, just needed the strategic decision to have an open roster spot. There's nothing that will prevent us from partnering with DeMarcus again down the road. All right. Are they making trades? What are they doing? What do they need the roster spot for? Anyway, they don't have any other centers on the team unless you count Thanasis Antetokounmpo or Sandro Mamakelishvili, and you should not. And uh, maybe, maybe they're expecting Brook Lopez back. I don't know. Anyway, Cousins is done in Milwaukee. Let's go on to the games. And the first one of those games we look at is the Houston Rockets. What a win. A buzzer-beating win against the Wizards on the back of a buzzer-beating shot from none other than our relative, our blood brother, cousin Kevin Porter. Back from suspension. Now, let's be fair. I cut the fact that this shot went in is a minor miracle. He shot 27... Oh, sorry, tw- sorry. 23% from the field and 25% from the line. They are just abysmal numbers. The rest of the line is great. Seven rebounds, eight assists, four steals, two threes. But this bloke, I, I don't think he is ever going to be a good shooter. Ever. That's a great shot. Bad shooter. Nine, seven, eight with four steals. I think he's still a hold in 12 10 leagues, but you've got to be punting, man. You have to. And then the other bloke that was suspended, Christian Wood, the crucifix, he returned. 22 and 11 with three steals. I would absolutely be using this to sell high on Woody. I'm still not convinced he ends the season in Houston, but this was encouraging. Eric Gordon had 19 with three assists. Good enough there to be a fringe 12-teamer, while Jalen Green continues to look much better. 22 points, six rebounds, 47% shooting. He's not doing much outside of the scoring, but the scoring's been good. While the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. 13 and 10 was all right, but 36% shooting is horrid. No steals, no blocks, no threes. He continues to be wildly up and down. He's not a top 125 guy so far this season. In a 10-team league, you can do better. Remember when he was the second-ranked player for a week? It went wild. And then, uh, yeah, he's all over the shop. And I I don't believe that he, as I'll continue to say, I don't believe he is a long-term part of a starting group on a good team. They should be trying to get more minutes into KJ Martin, who had 11 and 4. Uh, Gary Bird had 5 points in 26, 26 minutes. I'm not new, from New Zealand. 26 minutes. Um, 5 points on 20% shooting. With Porter and Green healthy, Gary Bird does not have value in a 12-team format. For the Wizards, it's a good bounce back from Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But there's a lot to look at here and go, all right, it's just not real. It's, it's fake as shit. 40 minutes for KCP? No way. 26 and 6, 3 steals, 2 blocks and 5 triples. The 2 blocks are fake. The 26 points are fake. All this shit is fake. That's great to have him. It's great to get the 50 fantasy points from KCP. This does not make him a must-roster player. There was no Harold, Dinwiddie, um, Hachimura, uh, Aaron Holiday. None of those guys were, were in. Um, even Anthony Gill, and I'm only mentioning Anthony Gill so I can do this. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All these guys were out, and those minutes are just unsustainable. Have him, roster him, sell him. But don't bank on it. Brad Beal played point guard again and fouled out in under 30 minutes. 27-5-5 and five with a steal and a block. Inefficient, but his numbers have improved significantly since starting at point guard. But Dinwiddie could return next game, and I don't know what the hell that's going to mean for Beal. Kuzma, another gigantic minutes game. 44 minutes, 24-9. Not quite as good as his last couple, but this is the absolute pinnacle, the absolute sell high for Kuz. If you are not selling high on Kyle Kuzma now, then you just love the bloke. Then you are a fan of oversized sweaters. You are a fan of whatever he does with his hair. You're a fan of all the bullshit that goes with Kuzma because if you're not selling high after this, then you're delusional. 
I'm not saying that you can sell high because you probably can't. But if you can, if you can get a top 100 player back, I would do it in a heartbeat. Because I tell you who's not a top 100 player this season? Kyle Kuzma. And you're about to get a whole bunch of players coming back. Gafford had some foul issues. Only played 20 minutes, 5-7 and seven with a steal and a block. While Denny Avdia, 8-8, eight and eight, r- rough night. I think that's two shitful nights shooting the ball in a row from him, 17%. He is not a shooter. I don't think you'll ever develop into a shooter. But I do like what he is able to do in terms of defensive stuff and passing. And in the right role in the right team, he can be fantasy relevant. On this team, I'm not really sure that that's going to be the case. Um, just because of the other players around. But yeah, he, he's showing some flashes. Also, it's good to see my man, the Swordsman. Craig Sword played two minutes. I don't think I'll ever talk about Craig Sword again. It is actually a top-tier name. Let us... Oh, I was going to say, let us let us go on to the next game, but we're not quite at that spot yet. Let us instead tell... Well, not let us, because my wording is all off here. I've got to do something for you, because I heard, there's something in the background. It's just, just faint. Turned up a bit. Oh, my God. That's what it is. It is another sale powered by Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. That's shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, next game. This one is the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Orlando Magic. Another game in which the Magic were highly competitive and had leads late and end up getting beaten by the better team. And that's as a, as a rebuilding team, being competitive, getting good production out of your players while still losing is great. It's a great result for them for a long time, for the long-term future of their team. They'd like to get a win or two here, but it is great to see how competitive they are being, especially with so many blokes still out. For the Sixers. Um... I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Tobias Harris has been subpar, but this was great. 22 and 9, three threes, two steals and two blocks. They also went with this wild lineup at one point. It was uh, Harris, Niang and Korkmaz, Drummond and Embiid. Four power forwards. I know Korkmaz probably more of a three who is playing point guard, but still, it was weird. Seth Curry had 20.7 rebounds and 12 assists. A great game from him, while Drummond was actually really good. 18 minutes, 12 and 8, 4 assists, 3 steals and a block. Now, I don't know how often they're going to go to that combination of him and Embiid together. I would imagine not all that often. But it did work out well here. While Embiid had 31 and 5, unfortunately just 7 of 10 from the line. And 40 minutes from Turkey. Turkey. 20 points with 4 threes, only the 1 assist. He does have short-term stream value with Milton and Maxi on the sidelines, but Tangles shouldn't be too far away from returning. Unfortunately, Isaiah Joe had to leave this game due to a leg injury, which does open up more opportunities for Korkmaz. Danny Green, Tony Snelled it. He had 24 minutes for literally nothing. Not a single stat at all. Green is now outside the top 400 over the last two weeks. Um, let's go to the Magic. Because Cole Anthony returned, and then he sprained his other ankle. But he did return from that one as well. 26 minutes, 26, 5, and 7. That's just fantastic for him to come back and play at that level. Whoa, we finally got Mo Bumba back in business. One, two, three, four, five. 19 and 8. And on a day on day two of the Ashes, he had a Richie Benno. 
Two for two, two, two. Day two of the fourth test of the Ashes, of course. Um, good, good numbers there from Bumba, who had been struggling. Lots of people asking whether he's a drop. No. Uh, Terry Ross had 18 and 8 in 27 minutes. But Gary Harris, just a very heavily cricket-themed show today. Nice, Gary! 10 points on 11 shots. He was absolutely riding high. He is going to lose tons of value as the season progresses. You still hold him for now, but this is, yeah, we, we see it. The step coming back, you have Anthony coming back, then other blokes will return as well. Um, Franz Wagner wasn't able to keep up his great level of form. He also sprained his ankle. He had 15, 6, and 1, but with Cole Anthony back, yeah, predictably, he's not getting the gigantic usage. This was always going to happen for Wagner, who was putting up fantastic numbers, and it was going to come down. And it did come down. Wendell Carter Jr. had some foul trouble. He actually fouled out 12 and 10 in his 23 minutes. Trim Rikiki, he's, I talked about this yesterday, I think, or maybe it was on the show this morning, how he was one of the most added players. Why? What are we doing? Excuse Trim Rikiki, guys, wake up. 21 minutes, six points. Yeah, nah. And Roderick Hampton played 18 minutes. Good to see Tim Frazier still got his way in there for 17 minutes, for God knows why. And Fred Gillespie had uh, six boards and a block in his 16 minutes of playing time. The next game was an absolute ass-kicking. The Charlotte Hornets beat the Pearsons 141-11. And, guys, Hamadou Diallo. Stop. time. It's done. It's over. This stuff was pretty obvious to see. Huge numbers, 40 minutes, big shots with everyone out. Players come back, he goes back to nothing. There you go, we're here. Let's see how it is. Jala had nine points in 24 minutes. 12 team leagues, Jack Armstrong him. Now, the depressed penis also struggled. 11 points in 27 minutes for Sadiq Bay with three threes on 31% shooting. He was riding a gigantic high of huge usage paired with huge efficiency. It was always going to come down. He is not a drop. But that top 20 numbers he was putting up had zero chance of sustaining. And we've seen the, the drop-off here. Trey Lyles had 17 and 7 in 24 minutes, while the bloke by the name of Micah Potter, he played minutes over Luca Garza, 8 and 6 for him. He's not likely to be back. While Cunningham had 16, 2 and 7 with four threes, and Killian Hayes, 8 points, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Joshy Jackson scored well. Usage was up. 15 points in 25, but only just a deeper league short-term streamer. And Saban Lee had 7, 2 and 5 with a steal and two blocks. Still keeping an eye on Lee. But I'm not sure he's going to get a large enough role to be 12 or even 14 team relevant at any point here in the future. Well, for the Hornets, if you didn't know anything about this game, you'd look at it and go, holy shit, Kelly Oubre, what a game. And that is correct. 24 minutes for Oubre, 32 points, 9 triple, 6 assists and a block. But it is the flukiest game you'll ever see. He had 8 threes in the final quarter. So before that final quarter, he was doing nothing. Like nothing at all. And then just somehow went bananas. Is there any reliability in this? Not even remotely close to it. His minutes would have been shithouse. His numbers were terrible. He was doing nothing. And then he just somehow got absolutely red hot. They rode him out and he just blew up. It was amazing. It's also not have any... It doesn't have any hope of continuing and you can drop him if you want. You know, of course, I look dumb saying to drop him before this game. But, you know, there's, there's one of those ones that's going to come up later on. Um, but you can't predict that shit, of course. Lamelo Ball, 12, 8, and 12. Still not at his best, but better. Um, Haywood had 19 and 6. Rogier, 16, 3 and 6. And Miles Bridges, 19, 2 and 3. It's just too easy for the Hornets this game. PJ Washington returned. 
14, 8, and 4 is pretty good, and that meant that Mason Plumley dropped his value down. Plumley is a clear 12 drop and a 14-team drop, probably, and Page is a nice 12-team league add. Cody Martin's not in 12-team league discussions, although he's rostered in a ton of spots, and Jalen McDaniels can be dropped in all um, in all 12-team formats as well. It is... Oh, didn't mean to hit that button, but there we go. Fancy ad transition. Um, It's Happy New Year time, and it's a happy betting year from the blokes over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports wagering for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop site, or use your mobile device and go sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2022 year. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's look at the next one. The San Antonio Spurs welcomed back DeJounte Murray, and they get the win over the Celtics. 99-97. Piss poor from Boston once again. DeJounte was great. 33 minutes, 22-9-12 with three steals. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't take a free throw, but good numbers nonetheless. 56 fantasy points. Importantly, Derek White didn't really drop off. 17-4, two blocks and three threes. Good numbers. And without Doug McDermott, Devin Vassell played well again. Wow, wouldn't you know it? 32 minutes, 17 and 6, two blocks and two threes. Devin Vassell is a must-roster player. He might go back to the bench. He probably will go back to the bench, but you got to have him. Jakob Pertl, 8 and 14, a steal and a block in 35 minutes. While Keldon Johnson was better, still not great, but better. 13 and 6 with three threes, and in true Keldon Johnson style, he combined for one assist, steal and block. Just the one assist. Um, but better than the last couple of games. He is not... A must-roster 12-team league player. Uh, Trey Jones, Josh Primo, uh, their minutes dropped pretty precipitously with the return of DeJounte Murray. And for the Celtics, Jason Tatum came back. He played 38 minutes. Shout out to the minutes limit. 19 and 8 on 30% shooting. That is horrific. Three assists and two blocks. He's fine. He'll get his legs back under him. He's playing tomorrow, um, but that's not great. Jalen Brown, 30 and 6 with four threes and two steals. Pretty good numbers from Jalen. JB, you've done it again. And Marcus Smart's strong run continues. Almost a top 50 player over the last two weeks. 14 and 5, 6 assists, 3 steals and a block. While Schroeder played under 26 minutes. Had some really poor shot attempts, I thought, in this game. But ended with 15, 3 and 2. I do not believe that Dennis Schroeder is a must-roster 12-team player. His role goes up and down. And it's hard to judge. Um, but I don't think he's must. Joshy Richardson, yep, just a stream out. 21 minutes with Tatum back, 7 points, and Horford had 4 and 7. But encouragingly, the Rock DJ Robbie Williams played 32. Now, he only scored 6 points, but 2 blocks and 9 rebounds. He is top 20 over the last 2 weeks. It's so easy with what he does to be a highly ranked fantasy player, and that's what we love to see when we get games like that. Coming in from the Rock DJ. This game, the return of Kyrie Irving. The Nets win it, 129-121 over Indiana. Let's talk about Kyrie, who played 32 minutes and he had 22, 3, and 4, 3 steals and a block. 53% shooting. He looked amazing. If you can trade him for any player in the top 40, you do it. Because now we're not going to see him again until next Wednesday. This is the problem. Is that if you can put him back in your IR slot and then you, you lose out. Then you've got to replace him with Timotei Lawawu Cabro or some bullshit off the waiver wire like that. Like It's great. It's a great game. He's a great player. But part-time Kyrie... Playing 40% of your games. If you get a top 40 guy back, you've got to do it. Durant had 39, 8, and 7 with two threes in 41 minutes. So much for easing his um, uh, load. Giggity. Well, DeAndre Bembry, really good, I thought he was here. 
12 and 5 with two steals and two blocks. Didn't miss a shot. Surely he's going to have a rotation role because, uh, or a, even a starting role. The Nets pulled one of the biggest shockers of the day. We'll talk about more shockers later on. Um, starting David Duke. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. And making Bruce Brown a DMP CD. Now, there's no point to starting David Duke who had two points in 18 minutes. And I don't really know what they're going to do with that other spot. But I think Bembry should get first crack at it. Harden had 18, 5, and 6. Not his best night, but could have shot a little bit better. Didn't hit a single three. While Millsy, 35 minutes for Pat Mills, 6 points. 5 assists and 2 threes. He is already trending towards a drop. Um, and yeah, in the games where Kyrie plays, he's not going to be useful. And it's going to be all over the shop. I don't think he's must roster. And then when Joe Harris comes back, he's definitely not must roster. If you want to drop, move on. Lamarcus Aldridge, just the 16 minutes with 13 points. They do not need what he brings when Kyrie plays. Claxton's a much better option. But... Will Aldridge go and start the next game, for example? I don't know. Claxton was good, 12-5, and five, but played just 23 minutes with two steals and a block. I'd probably probably rather have Claxton than Aldridge at this point, but that can fluctuate pretty quickly, I think, depending on how Nash wants to run that rotation. And we want to talk about one of the stupidest things you've ever seen, Lance Stevenson. 32 minutes, 30 points. I think he had 20 points in the quarter, in the first quarter. He had four threes, he had five assists. He shot 63%. This is all well and good. This is a great game, and for some reason, people love this bloke. I don't know why. He's a dickhead, but people love him. Um, do we do anything with this? Nah, not, not even close. Not, not, not at all. For a start, he's not on a regular contract. Yes, they could waive um, Kiefer Sykes to bring back 31-year-old Lance Stevenson to play 10 minutes a night. They were without Brogdon, Levert, Duarte, Lamb, Martin... And then there's McConnell, Warren. These guys are still got to all come back. Tory Craig was out. Yeah, I don't think there's any long-term value. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they say, you know what? Our team shit house. We're just going to turn the keys over to Lance and and let him run things. As again, though, these paces people keep saying, man, we need a true point guard. Lance is our guy. They should sign him and start him all season. Move Brogdon or Levert to the bench. Like, are you blokes kidding? What am I? What am I missing here? This is a ridiculously great game from Lance Stevenson. Ridiculously good. Like. But it obscures the fact that he is not this good. Nobody is. And he will go back and do nothing like he has for the last four years. Kiva Sykes, 40 minutes, 18 points and five assists. But I think that dream's over because Brogdon was probably back next game. Duarte could be back. Levert might be back. He's just not going to play. And Dwayne Washington had 10 points in 37. So the stream value of those guys was great. It's over now. Sabonis, 32, 12, and 10, a big triple-double for him, and excellent shooting from the line, 85%, while Turner had 14 and 4 and 5 blocks. So some pretty big numbers from their big-name players there. The Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Big win for the Mavericks, 99-82. Steph is uh, not great at the moment, is he? He's in real trouble, and I don't think he's playing tomorrow. He has a quad contusion, and everything that the Warriors are saying makes me think that he will not play tomorrow. 36 minutes for Curry, 14, 9, and 5. He is the 28th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's actually down to number five for the season. The efficiency actually, quietly, has been down all year. He's just been doing things so well at such high volume that you haven't noticed it. This is a real slump. 21% shooting, 14, 9, and 5. Hopefully the rest does him good. The Dr. Gary Payton played 24 minutes, 11 and 11, two steals. It's great. He's top 90 over the last two weeks. I have no idea where he fits in when Clay Thompson is back. He's not getting 24 and I feel comfortable with that. But where does he fit? Because him or Poole, someone's going to miss out. Now, Damian Lee's going to miss out for sure. But that means that Poole Poole goes from 28 minutes to 20 or Peyton goes from 28 minutes to 18. 
I don't know which one's going to stick. I think it's probably going to be Poole, but I don't know. Draymond was pretty rough, two points, but four assists, two steals, and a block helps his line out. While with no Otto Porter or Andre Iguodala, Toscano Anderson had nine and five in 20 minutes, but that's just a function of the absences of those guys. As for Poole, yeah, yeah, the confidence is pretty low. Six points for me in him anyway. Last game, he was great, and he's going to have those pop-off games, but as a regular thing, six points in 24 minutes, 38% shooting, no threes. It's the lack of minutes for me that's going to cause the problem. If he's playing 23-24 a night, it's very hard for him to be a must-roster 12-team league player. Um, Luka Doncic had 26-7-8, but did hurt his ankle again at the end of the um, at the end of the game. Just keep an eye on that. Still no Porzingis, so Maxi Kleber started. Now, he shot horribly, one of nine, but did have 10 boards and a block, and I love what he does defensively. I think there should be a pretty strong role for him, but he's only really a 12-team league guy while Porzingis is out. Finney Smith had 17 and 9 with two blocks. He's a 12-teamer. While uh, Hardaway had 14 in his 25 minutes and Brunson had 15, 2 and 4. Yeah, 25 minutes for Hardaway is not enough for me to look at him as an absolute lock-in 12-team league player. While Marquez Chris only played the four minutes. And they, while they claim they do want to sign him, it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen um, or him into any sort of sizable role that means anything for us. The Thunder and the Wolves. 90 to 98. Don't know why I said it that way. The, the Wolves win at 90, 98 to 90. Josh Giddy again. Amazing. 35 minutes, 14, 5, and 6. Top 70 player over the last two weeks. Bees Dick outside the top 100 for the season. How many drums did I bang on to tell you that he is must roster from before the season began? This is why. Um, Gildas Alexander shot poorly. 19 points in 38 minutes, but 5 assists and 2 threes on 33% shooting. Still can't shoot. While they started uh, Alexei Pokyshevsky, who was bad, and Aaron Wiggins, who played a lot, but only had 11 points in 37 minutes. I don't think that Wigo is a 12-team league player. Maybe he gets there, but we still got Lou Dort to return, and where he fits into that rotation still is up in there. I think they might start him and push Robinson Earl across the center or replace Pokyshevsky, but um, I don't think that there's 12-team value there. Robinson Earl had 7-2 and two with two blocks, which is fine, but it's more just for 16-team formats. For the Wolves, fully healthy. Um, Malik Beasley, garbage. Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! It's been the most obvious drop for a very long time. Please just do it if you've got him. Zero points in 18 minutes. Jalen Noel is playing better than him. 16 points in 23 minutes for Noel. Uh, Patrick Beverly, again, can't stress it enough. He's must roster. 20 points, five threes, four rebounds, six assists, while Townsie returned and had 17 and 16 with a steal and two blocks. It wasn't smooth sailing for D'Angelo Russell, who had just six points in 30 minutes on 25%, but of course... He'll be better than that. And Vanderbilt, 5-13 and 13 with a steal on a block. And Jaden McDaniels, only the 21 minutes. He had like 15 minutes in the first half, McDaniels, so that's interesting. 11-3-2. I do not believe that Jaden McDaniels is a 12-team league player as we move forward. The next game we take a look at is the Toronto Raptors on the road, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 117-111. Siakam is playing at a super high level. 33, 5, and 6, 3 steals and a block. He's been great since returning. And Fred Van Vliet, 19, 3, and 5, 5 threes, 2 steals and a block. Your number 5 ranked player over the last two weeks. It was also a pretty good game for the Jedi. OG and Anobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 22, 6, and 2 with 4 threes, while Gaz Trent had 22, 5, and 2 as well. But you know what that means? When the four starters go off, it means someone drops in usage. And color me absolutely surprised that it's Scotland Barnes. As I have said... A million times. You know, I'm wrong on Gary Trent, but I'm right on this. 
Like Barnes was never going to be able to maintain that high level of usage and that high level of play where he was a top 25 player for a two-week period. You needed to cash in as much as you could. Barnes had 6-6-4 six, six, and four in 38 minutes and really struggled with his shot. This is the worry I had. With, this is what I thought Barnes might be coming into the NBA. A guy that can't hit free throws, struggles from the field, lacks offensive aggression, and he's outstripped all of those expectations for me. But it's still really hard to find enough for him to be that top 30, top 40 guy that he was for a stretch of time. And he's falling away here. 186th over the last two weeks. Um, Boucher, the wiki. Three points in 15 minutes. Jack Armstrong, you know what to do. Get that garbage out of here! He's not a 12-team league player, nor, the, nor is Precious Achua. And the big sneeze is not a 14-team league guy either. Six and eight for him. Um, and the Bucks, they were without Giannis and Connaughton and Allen and DiVincenzo and then George Hill. And now they're out without Cousins. Drew Holiday's been amazing recently. 15, 8, and 12, one steal and three blocks. He's the 11th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's putting out some really, really big numbers at the moment. And I don't know whether they're actually like unsustainable or not. Like He's killing it. He's really, really impressive at the moment, Drew Holiday. Um, Middleton bounced back 25, 6, and 4 with a steal and two blocks on some good shooting. Well, Cousins actually was good. 15 and 10, three steals and a block. They're good numbers. And Jordan Wara played 40 minutes, first game out of COVID protocols. And with all of those wings that I mentioned out, Noir has got some stream ability. 17 and 6 with three threes. Wes Matthews started, had nine points. While Punchbob got into some foul trouble, so much so that he fouled out in under 22 minutes. 11 and 6 with a steal on a block. But he will be better than that on nearly every other game, apart from this one. All right, let's go to the next game, the Jazz and the Nuggets. The Jazz get the win in the end, 115-109, without their starting center and without their backup center. No Gobert, no Whiteside in this game. They win at 115-109. Boyan Bogdanovich went off. He played 40 minutes. He had 36 and 13. Don't get 13 rebounds from Bogdanovich very often. He also went 11 of 13 from the line. Great stuff. And it was Rudy Gay who really stepped up too. 29 minutes for Gay. 18 and 7, four threes a steal and two blocks. Now, it does help that Ingles was out. And obviously, it helps massively that Gobert and Whiteside were both out. Gay can be a streamer, but I imagine that Whiteside and Gobert return next game. Royce O'Neal, the Basmati man, he had 13, 11, and 5 with three threes. Good game. He'd been terrible before this, but good game not looking at him as a 12-teamer. While Clarko had 13 points in 31 minutes in the Don. Donovan Mitchell. He's done. He's good. 17 points on 36% shooting is bad, and his other stats were pretty rough. Not a great night from Mitchell, while Conley had 10, 4, and 6. Onto the Nuggets. Monty Morris returned. He came off the bench. But he had 20 points, 5 threes in 29 minutes, and I think he'll be back starting pretty soon. So go back and add him. While Faku had 5, 2, and 4 in 20 minutes. I reckon I'd hold Faku one more game, but he's probably going to be a drop. Aaron Gordon had 17 points with nothing else, while Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Just a huge game here. 26, 21, and 11 with two blocks remains the number one fantasy player this season. Barton also had 20 points in his 38 minutes, and Austin Rivers started, and one of the worst per-minute fantasy players that are out there is old Austin Rivers. He had the six points in 25 minutes. He needs like 35 minutes to be useful at all for really any sort. All right, so the next game was the Atlanta Hawks getting the win on the road over the Kings, 108-102. There was no Trey Young, so DeLon Wright started at point guard. 15-4-4 with two steals in 40 minutes. As long as Trey is out, if it's any more time at all, DeLon's going to be a 12-team league option. Um, Fanta Pants, they decided to bring him off the bench, Kevin Herter. 
but he responded really well. 33 minutes, 25 and 11 with five assists. Now, next game for the Hawks, you're going to get probably Trey back, probably Bogdanovich back, and probably Collins back. So I'm not really sure what Herder's role is going to be. And Obi just knocking the microphone. Do you want to go somewhere, mate? You good? Um, I'm not really sure where her, what Herder's role is going to be. He's fine to have for 12s, but when they're healthy, I don't really see it. Well, Reddish had 18 points in 37 minutes, shot poorly in this one, and... Yeah, look, he's not a 12-team league guy, I don't think, long-term. All right, Obi, you can go. See ya. There you go. Um, Okongwu, I thought, was great again. 22 minutes, 6 and 7, a steal, 2 blocks, while Capella played 26 minutes. Is he cutting into his playing time? I don't know. I'm keeping an eye on Okongwu, for sure. I think he's worth grabbing in like a 14-team league, and I'm keeping an eye. I don't think they're going to go full minute split, but he's been really impressive. In fact, Okongwu... He's like a top 70 player this season in only 21 minutes a game. That's based on really, really high block rate, but he's playing super well. Luau Cabro had 14 points in 36 minutes. On to the Kings. Tyrese Halliburton, the assists dried up completely, but had 24 points in 38 minutes with five threes and three steals, while Fox had 30.6 assists and shot well as well. Um, Fox really starting to play much better at the moment, which is, um, which is great considering how high we drafted him. And then, uh, then how poorly he's played for big stretches of the season. So it's good to see those two guys actually producing and putting up good numbers at the same time because we just haven't seen that uh, happen really all that often this season at all. So that's, uh, that's good stuff there. Damian Jones got into foul trouble again. Like that's, it's always going to be a problem with big men, especially big men like, um, like Jones who do get that problem uh, quite often. He played, what did he play? Just the... Oh, I can't even find his name on my list there. 24 minutes, 7 and 4. 100% from the field. That's fine. He is still worth holding while um, uh, Rashawn Holmes is out. And after that, he goes back to doing nothing. Bud healed, 11 and 6. Not as good as the last two, but still pretty solid. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He continues to struggle. 8 and 7 with two threes. I'm not dropping him, but I'm not ruling that out in the future. Marvin Bagley had 12 boards, but he also had just six points on 20% shooting. Not remotely close to a 12-team league player. Not not even sniffing it. I don't care that he's starting. He is a horrible, horrible fantasy player. Or well, Davion Mitchell had four points in 21 minutes on 18% shooting. Um, I, I don't think that he's been particularly impressive this season, um, especially from a fantasy point of view. But it's good to see that people rostering him, they've actually... And then we go on to the last game of the day. The Miami Heat beat the Blazers 115-109. And of course, at the end, another incident involving shoving and the Miami Heat with Tyler Hero and Yusuf Nurkic getting into it and getting ejected. I didn't see anything at all wrong with the screen that Nurkic set. Didn't look dirty to me at all. Hero just got folded in half. And that's what happens when you run into a big man. And then Hero charged after him, shoved him in the back. Not anywhere near as dangerously as what Jokic did to Markeith Morris, but still charged after him, pushed him in the back. Nurkic came back, tried to slap him, and they both got ejected. And I would imagine that there might be a game suspension coming for both of them, maybe. Hero for the shove, Nurkic for the slap. I don't know. It was nowhere near as... Um, bad as the Morris-Jokic one, but also nothing started this one. I don't know why Hero was getting so sad about it. Anyway, Kyle Lowry got ejected for one of the most softest ejections of all times. Um, NBA refs, I'm sorry if you're listening, you're soft as shit. Like, just man up. Like, what are you doing? Just, Lowry threw the ball back to him, and the guy was like, oh, no. And, and like, the ball hit him, even though he was looking straight at it, and sent, ejected him. 
just catch the ball. And if you don't catch it, oh, well, he didn't piff it at you. He underarm lobbed it towards you while you were looking at him and you didn't catch it. But refs demand that you always give them the ball at all times. So what are you supposed to do? I don't know, just ludicrous stuff. Have some common sense about shit for once, refs. They annoy me so bad. All right. The Winter Soldier was great. First game back for Max Struess. He actually started over Duncan Robinson. 25.7 triple, six rebounds and five assists. I don't know how this is going to be able to continue. Do I expect Robinson to play 17 minutes a night? No, not at all. Do I expect Kyle Lowry to get ejected and play 16 minutes? Of course not. Jimmy Butler was out. Gabe Vincent was out. Yeah, it's hard to see Struess being must roster. This was great. There's no, no denying that. And he was great before he went out with COVID. But there's just going to be a squeeze on minutes. I don't mind having him and seeing what happens with Butler out. But you know, we just don't know how he's going to fit in. Could he start over Robinson at some point? Yeah, but I really, really doubt that. I really doubt that's going to be the case. Yurt 7 had 14 and 16. Long term, the value is just not going to be there for him. While PJ Tucker had 14, 10, and 6. You still got to have your 7 for now, but long term, the value is not there. While Tyler Hero, 22% shooting, 16, 5, and 3. A very, very rough night. He has obviously cooled off since a hot start at the beginning of the season. Dunk Robinson hit four threes, but of course, we all know he is not a 12 team league guy. Onto the Blazers. I said it at the start. You've got to have Anthony Simons. 28 points in 39 minutes, 7 assists, 5 threes, and 2 steals. Great stuff. And Nurkic played 33 before he went out. 14 and 13, two steals and a block. And Storm and Norman, 26 in 40. Bad news for Larry Nance. He had to leave this game with a knee injury. We don't actually know what the knee injury is. I am worried. Nance has had significant knee injuries in the past. He will, I would I would guess, miss time here. I wouldn't be shocked to see it, say, four to six weeks, six to eight weeks. I, I don't know what the injury is. And we'll find out more tomorrow. But let's hold Nance for now. And then you're probably going to... I think you're going to drop him, really. But we'll see where that goes. Covington had 10-9 and 9 with no defensive stats. Look, Covington wasn't even playing at a 12-team league level before when Nance was out to begin the season and Nance was struggling. So I wouldn't say he'd become this absolute beast-type player, but he's a guy you want to have. And Nasir Little played a lot of minutes. 10 points with two threes. I think we hold him now with the Nance situation and see exactly where that ends up going. That will take us on to the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night is Nikola Jokic. Your waiver wire line of the night is Lance Stevenson. Young gun is Tyrese Halliburton. And your dud of the night is Malik Beasley. On to your top 10 players. Number one is Jokic, followed by Durant at two, Sabonis three, Caldwell Pope at four, Ubre five, Boyan Bogdanovic at six, then Siakam, DeJounte Murray, Christian Wood, and Tobias Harris. The top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. We're looking at Lance Stevenson. He was great. No replicability of that. Um, Rudy Gay, yeah, don't mind him as a 12-team stream, but it's probably because Gobert was out. Struess, yep, see what happens. Demarcus Cousins, doesn't have a team. Gary Payton, yep, absolutely for tomorrow. Great streamer. Bembry, deeper leagues. Kiefer Sykes, I think the run is over. Dillon Wright, I don't mind grabbing him to see what happens with Trey Young. Kevin Herter, yes, for now, 12-team league option. And Jalen Noel, a nice deep league player. And then in point seeds, we've got Jokic, Durant, Sabonis, Bogdanovich, Siakam, Murray, Caldwell Pope, Harris, Holiday, and Luka Doncic. So that will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.